Hello and welcome everybody to the Friday evening edition of Memo by Gaia Legal. My name is Jackie and today we're going to talk, well, not today, but tonight, we're going to talk quickly about copywriting agreement. This this week it's been a lot of nighttime episodes. My kids are actually um, last week of school this week, so there's an adjustment to the schedule and with that, I'm with them a lot during the day and um, I'm here at night. So copywriting agreement, uh, clauses to consider, mistakes to avoid, and so on and so forth. So here we go. Copywriting agreement, you always want to start with your boilerplate um, introduction to the agreement. This agreement is between named parties, identify the parties. Um, we have capacity to enter into this agreement. We desire to retain these services and then consideration for mutual promises and exchanges. Um, our agreement is as follows. So I have, let me just see, six, seven. Those are like boilerplate. So let's just say seven, eight, nine, and then we'll do 10 as all the boilerplate. So we have nine things to go through today uh, for a copywriting agreement. And what's copyright? What's a copywriting agreement? It's an agreement um, when you hire someone to write like your ads or your uh, website copy, anything that's like really for marketing or sales, we call it copywriting. Okay, so services. You want to detail number one, you know, the rate of service. Um, is this an hourly rate? Is this a retainer rate? How are you paying for the service? And what is the description of the service? In addition to um, the services, you want to make sure that you are. Um, identifying how much money or time hours is it are exchange, in exchange for those services. And because copywriting, it's usually like a per project basis and there's a timeline, you want to get your ads set, you want to get your website set, so on and so forth. We also want to set out like the client's expectations for their deliverables because a lot of times copywriting requires a... Um, you like have a questionnaire or something that people read so they can write the copy for you. Uh, are there multiple rounds of feedback and revision? Is it just one and done? How does that work? Um, really defining the obligations of the client and then what the provider, the copywriter will do in return. Number four, are there any refunds? So copywriting by nature, like once you write the copy, um, it's done. And if you didn't detail like the number of revisions, maybe you only provide one revision or you provide none at all, um, you should also make sure that you include that once it's done, there are no refunds, even if the quality or it's not exact to the client's um, expectations in a way that's reasonable for them to claim some sort of injury or damage or loss of unreasonable funds. like. Clients have to also understand that they are, they may not get the exact result that they want and it may not work. The copy may not work exactly how they want it to. They're retaining your service because you are there to write a paragraph to sell a product that's in a specific formula or in a specific way that is traditionally known as copywriting. I'm saying this to say is that, you know, no refunds includes like you are not guaranteeing results. You won't, you won't necessarily get refunds if you're very clear about your expectations ahead of time and you kind of like disclaim the pros and cons and risks 
um, and the limitations of your copy. The more people understand um, what the, uh, the bound, where the boundaries are, where the risk benefits are, the less likely they're going to um, enter or request a refund because they know kind of what this is all about going up, um, going into it and they're able to um, assume the risk accordingly. So that's like a long one to say. It's, it's 9.28 p.m. I don't know, it was a long day today, so <laughs> it's like hard for me to find my words. Um, I hope that makes sense. So number four, uh, no refunds. Uh, number five, cancellation, rescheduling. How many days notice do you need? Are you gonna require any days notice? So then so forth, because like once you start writing the copy, it's kind of like an attorney, like billable hour. You're working and you require, um, you, you need payment for that. And um, making sure that you're explaining that to the client. So something just popped in my head and then like left. Um, another thing for copywriting is, oh yeah, like specifying like what specific platform the copy is for because every platform copy can, you know, look a little bit different. So is this Facebook? Is this a website? Is this your blog, social media, whatever, whatever. Um, next, confidentiality. So a lot of times like the ad copy, it could be placed in a competitive marketplace. You have your general confidentiality agreement on your website, but then having a specific confidentiality agreement for this particular project. And then with confidentiality goes intellectual property. So who owns the intellectual property? A lot of times copywriters, they use templates for certain types of ads and um, the template retains usually, is retained by the copywriter as their intellectual property, whereas actually the template applied to the specific facts or the specific facts of your ad is the deliverable for the client. You also want to define that this is a work made for hire. So work made for hire, you are working in a contractor capacity, you are not an employee. The client is going to retain all right, title and interest throughout the world in um, and to the deliverables and all the copyrights of that. So pre-existing works is number eight. So again, like any templates that are used are uh, usually retained are retained by the copywriter. And um, we also wanna under, understand like the royalties for this. So if your copy is placed in the Facebook ad and there's course enrollment um, you could include a royalty for that and say, hey, like, but for my copy, you would not have been able to make $500,000. Or you can just say, hey, no, like I write the copy once, this is my fee. And then there is an irrevocable worldwide, unlimited royalty fee, free license to use, publish, reproduce, display, distribute copies of and prepare derivative works um, of this particular copy. So number nine, uh, term and termination. So is this a renewable contract? Is this a one and done contract? When does it um, expire, if it expires? And then of course you have all your boilerplate. So you have limitation of liability. Uh, who is liable for to the client or any third party for any loss of use, revenue or profit or for any other consequential, incidental, indirect, exemplary, special or punitive damages? So that's a lot. Um, I'm reading directly from the template I have here in front of me. And I will like have episodes in the future going over these boilerplate terms specifically, but you know, limitation of liability should be in there. 
And then again, like this is the entire agreement. If any, um, if any term in here is found void, it can be severed. Doesn't make the entire contract void. No amendments, no modifications, unless in writing, no waiver, unless in writing, no assignment um, at all without prior written consent. The relationship of the parties, these are independent contractors. This is not a joint venture. This is not a partnership. This is not a joint enterprise, employment, or other fiduciary relationship. No third-party beneficiaries. Um, this, uh, the agreement is only the parties named in the agreement, not a party that is not named in the agreement. Then, of course, you have choice of forum. Choice of forum is where each party will irrevocably and unconditionally agree that any dispute arising from under or related to this agreement shall be resolved exclusively either through arbitration in um, a city state under the rules of the American Arbitration Association in the district court, in the federal district court, in the state district court, whatever you want to put there, that is the choice of forum, choice of law, what state, um, if state law applies, what state law is going to apply to interpret this contract, any um, counterparts, agreement may be executed in counterparts, each of which is deemed an original, but all of which are deemed to be one in the same agreement. So, um, Counterparts mean they mean multiple parts to this agreement and they are all part of one. And then force majeure, if like something like COVID happens or an act of God or what so on and so forth, uh, where are the rights retained? Are the parties still bound to the contract and so on and so forth? So it went in witness whereof, client not as name, sign date, the end. So that's all the boilerplate terms. Again, I'll go like an episode just going through boilerplate terms at one point. If you've been listening to these back to back, you probably like, oh, I know what these boilerplate terms are at the end. And of course, at the beginning. So I'm just going through that agreement and just seeing if there's anything else that um, is coming up. Yeah, so like things I mostly see is, you know, is this the number of revisions? Um, is this like a one and done? And then are there guarantees to that? Probably not. Or can you give me feedback one time and then I revise it? And then, of course, being clear about the deliverables and the deadlines. That's a big issue. And yeah, making sure that the copy, if you're the client, the copywriter is not retaining a royalty. That can be an issue that I see commonly. And I think that's it for the most part. Oh, so, you know, these uh, these templates were created before the age of chat, whatever, chat AI. <laughs> I always say chat GDP. <laughs> it's like, I think it's like chat G, whatever the chat thing is, Jasper, whatever. Um, there's so many chatbots now. So this was created before AI and um, maybe including a clause in there about the use of AI. If you want to prohibit, permit the use of the copywriter to use AI um, to write your copy. And that may be a point of negotiation because the copywriter is likely going to say that the AI tool may help them write the copy faster. But if you really want like custom human created copy, human skill, and that's really important to you, then you might want to include that in there. And I think that just like helps clients set limits on a lot of um, people who are using AI are not necessarily like um, putting in the effort, I guess, to customize specifically to them. 
And I think that's it. So thank you all for tuning in. This <laughs> Friday episode. I don't know why I'm so exhausted right now. Um, but that's all I have for today. And then next week is starting Gemini 3. So I had like a few ideas to wrap up the contracts episodes. I was thinking about just doing my boilerplate episodes for Gemini 3. For those of you who understand the visual representation for Gemini 3, you're like, oh yeah, um, <laughs> just end it right there. In traditional astrology, Gemini 3 is actually the end of the Zodiac. It was also my signifier card for 2023. So I think that's interesting. And I, I drew the cards like multiple times and I kept getting like that 10 of ten of swords, if you know, know what I'm talking about. And I'm just like, oh Lord, here we go. Um, so we have that, um, boilerplate I have, oh no, I said I was going to do like employment and contractor, but that's not going to take the entire time. So employment, employment contracts, um, independent contractor agreements, LVA agreements. I'll probably do an episode of boilerplate and, um, maybe affiliates. So that's all I have again for tonight. Thank you all for tuning in and talk to you next week. Bye.